This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Jody Vance in for Simi Sarah, continuing our coverage of the news that is breaking all day long about Flight 752 that went down uh, just outside of the Tehran airport. So many Canadians involved, 63 in all, 15 British Columbians, 176 dead in all. And now the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, saying that he has it on multiple sources that... It was likely a surface-to-air missile, an Iranian surface-to-air missile, was what brought 752 down. We connect now with Mary Schiavo, who is a transportation lawyer and former Inspector General of the U.S. Department of Transportation to the program for her insight and expertise. Mary, thank you for being with us. Thank you. It's good to join you. I'd like to know your thoughts. Prior to the announcement that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh, said uh, just within the last hour or so, um, when you were first hearing reports of 752 being downed and the Iranian government immediately saying it was mechanical while the Ukrainian government was saying it could be one of four things, including the possibility of an errant missile, what was your take on that? Well, my first thought was it impossible for the Iranian government to say it was a mechanical because the only evidence available at the time were, the, of course, the flight radar, which showed the aircraft climbing just as it should at the airspeeds as it should, gaining altitude. There was no mayday call. There was no turn back to the airport, as they said, because they would have requested air traffic control clearance back and called a mayday. And remember, the airline gets from the airplane. It sends it all by itself. The pilots don't have to do it. ACARS messages, if there's any malfunction on the plane, they would have gone back to the airline, and the airline would have gotten some messages from some parts of the plane if there were malfunctions. None of that occurred. So you knew whatever happened must have been catastrophic and immediate. Catastrophic and immediate, and um, also of of such a nature that it would leave no you know leave no traces that could be found on you know radar, air traffic control tapes, etc. And how I guess they are pivotal. Black boxes are always the center of an investigation. How pivotal or how horrible might it be that Boeing won't be able to get access to those black boxes recovered from seven five two? Well, actually, I I take a different opinion on that. Under Annex 13 of the International Civil Aviation Organization, part of the U.N., Boeing isn't supposed to get the black boxes. What's supposed to happen is the country who is in lead of the investigation, and that is the country where the plane crashed. So Iran is right to say under Annex 13, we're taking the lead. What they are supposed to do is get those boxes to a competent black box lab and this is hugely important because the lab has to be able to download that data without destroying it without damaging it and make sure they can get a complete download obviously canada has a terrific one tsb can do it they've done it many times britain france australia the u.s but they're not coming here and so the important thing is to get it to a competent lab and you know and by the way there are also private contractors that can do that some of them are canadians And so that's the key. It's not giving it to Boeing. It's getting it to competent people to download the information. Because not everybody knows that process. 
That's right. And so the people that spoke out first, you know, whoever in Iran said, we're not giving it back to Boeing, they really didn't know how the investigation works. So I hope that's not the person doing the investigation. And I doubt that it is because today they put out a preliminary report. They don't have to put out a report until 30 days under the ICAO rules. But in there, they put all countries on notice, including they didn't call it the USNTSB, but the National Transportation Safety Board. And they invited Ukraine in to participate in the investigation. And Ukraine knows a little bit something about this because they had MH17 shot down in their country. And they worked with the Dutch investigators, who are also very good. I forgot to mention them. Right. And Prime Minister Justin Trudeau did mention them because he has reached out to diplomats there to discuss any expertise, any advice that that might help Canada moving forward with Iran. Right. And all one has to do is literally just, you know, just just Google the, you know, Dutch investigation of MH17 and you will see a, re- a video recreation that the Dutch investigators did of how the missile struck that plane. Very instructive and the wreckage looks very much like this wreckage. So I think it was very wise of the Prime Minister to reach out to the Netherlands. Excellent move, I think. We're with Mary Schiavo, who's a transportation lawyer, former Inspector General of the U.S. Department of Transportation as well. Mary, what, in your professional opinion, might be next for victims in terms of the legalities surrounding this? Victims' families. Well, the, victims, the victims' families themselves actually have a very different track. The, of all the people who are parties to an air crash investigation, believe it or not, the families of victims are not parties to the investigation. A huge mistake, I think, but that's what the law says. So on the, for their part, they will have to reach out and hire private attorneys. They have a cause of action because the flight was headed to Canada. They actually have under this same treaty, the Montreal Treaty, it's called all aviation nations of the world, or most of them have signed on to that treaty. Canada has, the U.S. has. Everybody says it works by those rules. Uh, Canadian families have a recourse in the courts of Canada. Uh, courts of Canada have dealt with air disasters many, many times, um, and they're fully capable of doing it. So Iran is under uh, tremendous pressure because if they get this terribly wrong in the investigation or don't do a good one, that doesn't stop the families. The families can go to court and do their own investigation, and that's the way it works in the courts. You have to repeat the investigation anyway because you cannot bring government officials in from the Safety Investigation Board to testify for you. Can Iran be compelled to follow these rules and laws that you've been outlining for us here? Who, who might be in charge of ensuring that Iran follows these rules? Well, technically, they're supposed to follow the treaty. And of course, the treaties, uh, under most laws, treaties take precedence over domestic laws. So yes, uh, you can, in the International Court of Law, compel or try to compel them to follow the treaties. But the most important thing is going to be safeguarding the evidence. Mm -hmm. One, the evidence downloaded from the black boxes, which will determine whether or not there was an aircraft malfunction. If there's no aircraft malfunction, the next thing they've got to have which hopefully they're safeguarding, is the wreckage itself, because that's where the explosive residue will be found. And also on the bodies, and I'm, you know, great condolences, but the bodies will also contain evidence and may contain evidence of explosive residue. So it's highly important how that analysis is done as well. I understand those have been turned over to the Iranian examiners. But again, Canada should request uh, that they be present at the examination of the bodies as well. And Mary, we're hearing unconfirmed reports. Uh, Perhaps it's a a viral piece, but certainly reporters were asking Prime Minister Justin Trudeau about the rumours that there were bulldozers at the crash site. 
Um, sadly, that is something that absolutely should not be happening. There were also reports that some of the wreckage had already been cut up, and 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 that should not be happening. But sadly, as a you know, as a, a lawyer who's worked crash investigations at many places around the world, I have seen this happen many times. So countries will just bulldoze a wreckage site. It's terrible. You're supposed to prepare a grid, and every time you pick up a piece, mark on the grid where you've gotten it and safeguard that evidence. Obviously, put it in, in secure evidence bags, etc. But sadly, I have seen that crashes around the world where the site gets bulldozed. I mean, they couldn't even be sure at this point that they have gotten all the remains. It is one of those... Um Tragedy upon tragedy with controversy on top of it here. What can we expect in the next coming days? How important are the two videos that are circulating now that are seem to be the basis for uh, the multiple sources confirming the possibility of m- possible unintentional surface-to-air missiles bringing this plane down? Right. I mean, those videos are important, but the conclusive evidence will be the residue on the uh, on the aircraft and more important, the military radar and the air traffic control uh, radar. The military radar data will show if they're willing to share it. Now, it's really tough to get that. I mean, if, for example, in the, Mala- in the case of Malaysia, it took years in court to get that some of that data. But the military radar will show what happened. The air traffic control radar should uh, and data tape should would should shed light as well. But again, if you test the wreckage and there's missile residue, there's your conclusion. So, what can we expect from the investigation in the coming days? Where are we at now? Where are we going? Well, the, Iran has said that they're going to competently download the black boxes and make it public. And again, that comports with the treaty. The treaty says you're supposed to open a factual docket and the factual evidence is supposed to be posted on the factual docket. And at 30 days, you're supposed to do the initial preliminary factual report. And they've said they were able to download it now. They're downloading it now. So, so the truth is in the telling. So if they post the downloads from the black boxes now ordinarily on the cockpit voice recording it's only a transcript because they respect the right to the voices of the pilots you know for their families so they do a transcript of the cvr but the flight data recorder looks kind of like um uh you know tracings from your doctor from an ekg and there will be a probably a thousand lines of code anyone can read it once it's downloaded and posted there will be a Persons all over the world, uh, experts that will try to decipher what happened, and Canada has a lot of them. So if that is truly posted, as Iran says they're going to do, Canada can fully and competently do its own investigation, and should and will. Mary Skiavo, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you.